Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to Fortress of the Mind. And in this podcast, I wanted to talk about the loss of memory and attention. The loss of memory and attention. In other words, how we moderns, how modern man is slowly but surely losing his attention span. And this type of thing comes up a lot. This topic comes up a lot in various different subjects. And I find myself being mindful of it more and more. And, um, you know, I just thought of it again the other day. I saw or re-saw the movie Memento, which I'm sure most of you have, have seen. It came out in the early 2000s. It's an early Christopher Nolan uh, film. And the general plot of this movie, it stars Guy Pierce, the Australian actor. But the general plot of the movie is uh, about a man with short-term memory loss. He, has, he, sh- he suffers from the inability to remember things so that any situation that he's in, after about five or ten minutes of being in that situation, he's going to forget it. He will forget the original purpose of the situation that he's in. So he has to write down these little notes to himself all the time. He even has little things tattooed on his arms and legs and chest. And he is looking for his wife's killer. And the strangeness of the movie is that he's in this frantic, this obsessive state of of permanent neurosis, really, where he's running around, chasing after phantoms, and yet he finds himself manipulated by all these other characters in the movie. There's a there's a, a woman called Natalie who uses him for her own purposes. There's a kind of a corrupt cop played well as usual by uh, Joe Pantoliano. And he's basically a marionette puppet at the mercy of all these different characters because he has no uh, ability to form long-term memories. He has memory loss. So his condition puts him at risk for being manipulated and for being played and for being literally a, a, a fool at the hands of other people. Now, this is a, a film noir. This is a, this is a noir film. But it, it struck me that the movie could in many ways be seen as an analogy for the modern man, the modern Western man, who is so distracted, who is so obsessed with all these little glittery, shining objects in the water, that he can't form any long-term memorial connections to anything or anyone. He flits about from one place to the next, obsessively focused on whatever happens to be in front of him at that time. But yet, there's really no sense of long-term memory There's really no sense of any connection to anything deeper than himself. There's no sense of history. There's no sense of culture. There's no sense of permanence, of belonging. And the tragedy of this situation is that it prevents us from bonding with anything or anyone. And so... In many ways, it's, it's like living in hell, when, the more you think about it. When you think about the, 
the uh, the character in Memento. His name is Leonard. The character's name is Leonard. When you think about this guy, he's living in a perpetual hell. He's running around, manipulated by anyone, frantically trying to figure out what he's doing. He doesn't know who he is or what his identity has become from, from one day to the next. And it's it's a form of, of hell in many ways. I can't think of a more terrible situation that a person could be in or a terrible condition. It's It's literally hell. And yet... So many people that we know maybe are, are not literally like that, maybe not that that bad, but they you're constantly shocked by the the complete lack of connection to any sort of historical memory or or culture or tradition that so many people have nowadays. You know, it's 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 becoming it's becoming a real problem, or it is a real problem, and the problem is not just that you become a barbarian, but also that you become so susceptible to manipulation by unscrupulous forces, of which there are many out there. Someone who breaks too, too uh, rapidly from tradition, someone who loses his memory too completely, runs the risk of going insane. We're we're organisms, we're animals, but yet we're also products of tradition and, and culture. And if we are severed from those environments too abruptly, if we find ourselves cut off from those envir environments too completely or, or too rapidly, we run the risk of going insane, either as an individual or, or as a society. For example, any society that, that breaks with tradition too quickly loses its its footing it goes crazy look at what happened to russia in 1917 it broke too completely too decisively with the past too rapidly and in many ways it was plunged into a nightmare look at the revolution in france in 1789 it tried to uproot centuries of tradition and the result was the 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 uh, the great terrors the uh, abolition of, of religious tradition and radicalism. So this is, a, I think, a truism. This is something that, that we really need to keep in mind is that uh, these two rapid breaks with the past can be traumatic for an individual or for a society. So the next question is, what are the things that are, that are promoting this degradation of memory and attention spans? Well, obviously, I think we're all agreed that that smartphones, the computer age that we're living in, all contribute to this degradation of memory. But I think also something that has also gone unnoticed is the lack of emphasis on memorization that we see now all around us in the schools and elsewhere. You know, in the old days... People would have, and when I when I say old, I mean you know maybe eighty years ago or more, eighty to hundred years ago, and and earlier than that. Part of being educated, you had to memorize large passages of prose or poetry, and it became part of you. It was imprinted on your memory. It was imprinted on your brain. Now, 
memorization has sort of become this bugbear, this redheaded stepchild of the educational system. No one likes to say, oh, or, or the, the phrase rote memorization has almost become this dirty word, this dirty phrase. Nobody wants to admit to being forced or, or to forcing people to memorize anything. You know, you've, you, you've seen it all before. How, how many times have you seen, oh, we don't believe in here, we don't believe in rote memorization, we believe in creativity, we believe in unlocking this or that or whatever. But maybe it's time to give rote memorization a second look. Maybe it's t- maybe un- maybe rote memorization has been unfairly maligned. Now look, I'm not saying that we need to go back to uh, medieval methods of, of education where you just memorize everything and you regurgitate it. Although I, don't, I think that's greatly overstated also. I don't think people did learn that way in the Renaissance or in the Middle Ages. I think that's also a myth, but that's an argument for another day. But let's, let's, let's say that, that rote memorization in, in the old days was a big part of the educational process. Okay, Why is that so bad? Think of the benefits that you get from memorizing. You internalize sentence structures. You internalize ideas. You become better, I think, at forming sentences when you write. And there's an intangible benefit, too, by memorizing certain passages from literature. You somehow become, they become part of you. They become part of your, your memorial compass, so that you remain grounded, moored to some kind of tradition. Because I think a lot of the reading that people do nowadays, they're just skimming their eyes across the pages. They're not really reading. They're not really processing it. Only by memorizing something can you really do that. And we, I think if we really looked at just how much memorization was valued in, in the old days, in ancient times, we would be surprised Medieval and ancient man developed their memories to a far, far greater extent than we do now. Here's an example. I was reading somewhere, I can't remember where it was, but I was reading somewhere that in Shakespeare's day, in Shakespeare's day, there were, when when plays were performed, it was common for playwrights to try to sort of uh, produce pirated versions of their, their rivals' plays. And in those days, obviously, they didn't have recording devices or, or internet or anything like that. So what they would do, they would send people to, to, watch, to watch the plays, to attend them. And these were people who could literally, after seeing a play maybe twice, more, definitely more than once, uh, although they would get a lot the first time around, but they would see a, place, a play twice and they would be able to reproduce the dialogue later in written form. Their memories were so good that they could literally memorize the dialogue or internalize it as it came out of the mouths of the players. And then they would write it down. And they would produce pirated, quote-unquote, pirated versions of these plays. Now, now think of that. Think of the, 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 the memorial capacity that it took to do that. Do you think anyone could do that now? Only maybe someone who was a savant, maybe an autistic savant, would be able to do that. But the, such people existed because they, not because they were superhuman, 
not because they were special creatures, but because they cultivated and developed their memories. And it helps you in other tangible ways, too, having a very strong memory. You know, when you're trying to learn a foreign language, there really is no way to, to learn a foreign language effectively. When you cut through all the bullshit, it comes down to knowing the words. If you don't know the bloody words, you're not going to, going to be able to speak. You have to know the words. So the, really the question is, what's the most efficient way to memorize, to implant, imprint these structures in your brain? And you memorize dialogues. You memorize a dialogue for different social settings, a dialogue for a cafe, for a restaurant, for meeting someone, for going out, for going to a doctor, for going to a dentist, for going to a job interview, for having your oil changed. That's how you start out. You start out by memorization. And you continue by memorization. Maybe later on, as you advance in your studies, you'll memorize and read some, you'll memorize a poem or, or a passage from any, anywhere, a book, magazine article, whatever. But this is how it's done. This is how it's done. And it takes work. So my point is, the point that I'm trying to make is that rote memorization somewhere along the line got a bad rap. It got a bad reputation. And I think a lot of that was unjustified. I think a lot of that was unjustified because clearly... In the modern age, our memories are decaying, not just as individuals, but collectively as, as societies. Our, our memories are decaying. If you, it's, it's, we've all seen those surveys when they ask people in the street about some historical fact. That's not, we're not even talking about things hundreds of years ago. We're just talking about stuff maybe even 30, 40 years ago. People struggle even to remember that if they ever knew it in the first place. Because there's just so many distractions. There's so many shiny objects in the water that you now have to develop such great powers of critical sifting. You have to know what to discard and what to consume. And I think far, far too many people consume the wrong things. They waste their time living on a diet of garbage, not just food, but also what they read and see is pure garbage, so that they become just like the character in Memento, running around frantically, hunting for shiny objects and not really knowing where he is from one day to the next. And it, it's like living in hell. It's like living in hell. So I think that you should try to work into your your learning process, your, your learning curriculum, some way to develop your memory. Memorize something, anything. Memorize a, a story. Memorize an anecdote. Memorize a long poem. Challenge yourself. You won't regret it. And when you do that, your memory will become activated. You'll become better at recalling other things. It's all about sharpening your sense of perception and remaining grounded because you have to constantly tell yourself that the, the modern media that we are surrounded by is constantly trying to detach you from your cultural tradition. The modern media is constantly trying to separate you from your heritage. And they do that for a specific reason. 
because if they can succeed in breaking you away from any moorings, from any groundings, from any anchor, they can more easily turn you into that slave, that easily manipulatable slave, just like the character in Memento. So that will conclude our podcast here. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.